Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show. The DFS clip you're about to hear originally aired on my YouTube channel. And before we get into it, you can leave a five-star review. If you can subscribe, download to the podcast, like and share, whatever you have to do, I greatly appreciate that. Helps the podcast out a lot. Helps us reach more people. What I would hope is this beneficial content. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is 4.43 a.m. East Coast time. It is Sunday, November 3rd. Happy Sunday. Hope your weekends are all going fantastic. Hope you're prepping for the NFL today. If you're somebody who plays NFL DFS, I surely will be. And there's a ton of content on this channel and on my Patreon that you can check out if you would like some more information on just my where my head's at for Sunday or just information in general, non-biased information is in there as well, just um, some a lot of statistics and things like that. You can check that out. But what I'm going to do, as I said last week, is try and get an NBA or an NBA video out every single day. And so far, I don't know how many slates there have been, but we are, what, like 10 for 10 or whatever it might be at this point, maybe even more, 12 for 12. And we're going to continue to do it even on NFL Sunday. we got a five-game slate today. There are six total games on the slate, but one's a showdown slate earlier on. The games, the five-game slate starts at 6 p.m. if you're playing on DraftKings. Fantasy Draft does have the 6 p.m. or the, the 6 game slate with including the 5 p.m. slate which I actually prefer so go check that out I don't have the fantasy draft salaries pulled yet um, I'm probably just up before the salaries are live over there to be completely honest with you I got up about an hour earlier today just because the NFL stuff I have to get done so the fantasy draft salaries they'll be in the um, they'll be in the model over on Patreon. Um, some really good spots yesterday on Fantasy Draft to kind of exploit once some injury news broke on players that were just really, really underpriced. Uh, and again, if you played NBA DFS yesterday, and I'll continue to say this, and you looked at my early interest board and you thought that you were good to go based off of that, you probably lost. You're sitting there, right? You lost. You did. Um, that's just what happens in the NBA sometimes. You had a slate where 30 minutes before lock, about seven things changed that we weren't expecting. People starting... Um, in place for other people that we were not expecting, people being ruled out, pretty much everybody, Hassan Whiteside, Derek Rose, Tim Frazier, everybody on Detroit seems like all the guards being ruled out, uh, D'Angelo Russell being called questionable and then ruled out, uh, Draymond Green as kind of expected though, ruled out, there's about six or seven value pieces that completely opened up once that happened, and you had to be active, uh, and it's the thing that I love about NBA DFS and the thing that's also annoying, um, you have to be active between 6 and 7 p.m., and then even after that, if you're playing players in the later nights, uh, or the later games, I like the fact that there is late swap, so you don't just get all your lineups dead when somebody's ruled out. But the fact that if you want to have some sort of entertainment, if you're like, I don't know, somebody watching this and you have a family that usually eats dinner at 630, um, it's probably a really big disadvantage for you. So I understand that on Patreon. I made all the updates yesterday for all that news. It was like rapid fire almost. Um, and we will continue to do that. So if you're interested in anything on Patreon, and before I get into that, welcome to the channel if you're new here. My name is Sal Vetri. I do cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. Like I said, five games late today. I do have exclusive content linked up below on Patreon. Uh, you will get the target offense sheet, my NBA model, and then a really nice sheet that's pretty clean, I would say, in terms of just my model broken down and just pulled for the important informations, i.e. the value and projections. NFL stuff, the Closing Thoughts podcast will be up this morning. Um, as I'm recording this, it's 4.45, so the Closing Thoughts will probably be out by 6, 6.30 at the latest. Um, so appreciate it if you go down in the description and check that out. And also you should check out Fantasy Draft. They're going to be continuing to sponsor 
these NBA videos for the month of November. Really cool partnership that we have with Fantasy Draft. It's just rake-free DFS. You're saving a ton of money when you're winning. You're winning more. When you're losing, you're losing less. So uh, overall, if you just track your bankroll very simply, just in plus and minus stuff in Excel, add and subtract in Excel, you'll see that if you compare it with what you're losing and winning on DraftKings, your wins are going to be bigger on Fantasy Draft and your loss is smaller because they're just taking less off the top. They're not taking anything off the top. In terms of rake, it's just basically a subscription package that costs a lot less. So Fantasy Draft, the format over there is different for basketball. I actually like it. It's three guards, it's three power forward slash centers, and it's two utility spots. Um, so it, it's much more flexible with what you can do with your lineup. It sets you up to be very unique as well. So you should go check out Fantasy Draft. Again, they're linked up down below. And on Monday, I got it wrong yesterday, but on Monday, we're going to be starting the Listener League uh, for Fantasy Draft. NBA every single day and I've been getting my NFL action over on fantasy draft and I'm going to start to get my NBA action over there there's some contests on DraftKings that I do like but I've been eyeing some on fantasy draft so I'm going to start going over there so again linked up down below you can click the link to try out fantasy draft I do not make any money off of your link directly no revenue share or anything like that just a tracking link so that's all for me. Hit the subscribe button if you get any value from this video. And if you five-star rate and review, you will be entered into a contest to win a ticket into Fantasy Drafts contest main event next Sunday's contest. This Sunday's winner is already announced or, or already chosen and will be announced on my Twitter later today. And they're probably already credited in, in your account for that contest. So thank you. I appreciate it. Check out my social medias in the description. And let's get into the video, starting with injury news, starting in Cleveland. Matthew Delvadova, minimum price Matthew Delvadova, been playing a decent amount of minutes per game this season, 18 per game. Um, a lot of those are just a little bit skewed, but Matthew Delvadova, he's out. And this is actually impactful. It's going to impact Brandon Knight a little bit directly, but the biggest piece is Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson has now played 25 plus minutes in three straight games, and he remains at a relatively and very favorable price point of $4,100 in a game where he just came off the most minutes he's ever played and had his best production. The price point has not come up enough. Matthew Delvadova is going, being out is going to continue to allow Clarkson to play not only 25-plus minutes, but close to 30 minutes. It's a good spot for Jordan Clarkson here and a good price point. Um, going over to Dallas, Luka Dantich is questionable with a head injury. They said he's expected to play. He did not get a concussion, but he did have to have stitches placed into the back of his head. He's in a, good, a really good spot against Cleveland and Darius Garland, the rookie. Uh, Garland and potentially Colin Sexton probably, which is just another really bad defender. Paul George remains out, just letting people know that. Out with a shoulder he, or shoulder. But the big news is he practiced three on three uh, on Saturday in practice. It was the first time he did that. So he's close, probably two weeks away or so. Rajon Rondo for the Lakers going to LA now. He is out with a calf injury. This is going to help and continue to give Quinn Cook backup minutes and Alex Caruso rotational minutes. Jimmy Butler, and this is the big piece. I mean, Miami's just a mess today. Um, this is going to be the news that we have to track all day long and trying to project what happens in Miami. So Miami, Jimmy Butler, questionable with a foot injury. It's going to affect Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, and really all the starters because we know Jimmy Butler is probably the player that on the long haul of the season is going to see the biggest usage rate. Justice Winslow continues to deal with a back injury. He is questionable. Again, it's going to affect the same amount of people, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, and Deion Waiters for both of these because Deion Waiters is now probable. It's been a coach's decision. He's been pretty much suspended from the team, conditioning reasons, um, just the things that he's been saying about some of the rookies. It's just weird stuff going on with Deion Waiters, but now he is probable and he will be available to play, but it's not expected to play. It's not. He's been a coach's decision, DNP, um, and has not been traveling the team because he's in the doghouse pretty much, whatever he's doing. So him being probable at $5,000, I personally right now don't know what to do with this. I'm hoping for more information because, yeah, if he starts, it's going to directly affect Tyler Hero. It's going to directly affect Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn will be removed from the starting rotation. I would I would imagine um, more times than not. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Kendrick Nunn's been playing very well. That Deion Waiters might have already lost his starting job based on where he's with this team. 
but it would definitely affect Tyler Hero and Goran Dragic off the bench. So we have to see if we're going to get any minutes notification on Deion Waiters. Is he just going to be available and not really suit up? Be a guy who just sees the end of the rotation minutes at like eight minutes? Or is he going to go right back to his role? Like if Deion Waiters is starting and Jimmy Butler ends up starting, well then yes, that means Kendrick Nunn is out of the starting rotation. And now it means that Kendrick Nunn is going to the second unit where he'll probably excel, but he's also going to have to be sharing time with Tyler Hero and Goran Dragic. So it's a mess right now. And to add to it, Derek Jones Jr. is continuing to be out with a groin injury. That'll just help the bigs here, really the small forward power forwards of Myers Leonard, Kelly Olenek, and James Johnson who returned last game after not meaning conditioning tests. So again, Miami is the big piece of news right now, and it's always subject to change. If just a random player, Anthony Davis, decides to sit or something like that later tonight, who knows? Um, but yes, keep an eye on all of that. The big pieces are Jimmy Butler and Justice Winslow, of course, but then also seeing what Deion Waiters' status with this team is going to be, as this is the first game he is available to play in this season after coming off a of suspension and now, I guess, meeting conditioning uh, requirements. Going to New York, it's pretty much the same stuff. Alfred Payton is going to be out with a hamstring, and Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be questionable. Again, uh, still grieving the, the loss of his stepmother. Um, but with Alfred Payton out, we've been seeing R.J. Barrett getting starts at point guard. I think I believe Frank Nielakina got a start at point guard last time. R.J. Barrett continues to be at a very favorable price point for the amount of usage he's seeing on this team. Relative to other players, Wayne Ellington should continue to see run in this rotation, as well as Frank Nielakina potentially starting again. Uh, Emmanuel Mounier is going to miss. He's been playing about 18 minutes per game, 18.3 to be exact. He's had a very good usage rate off the bench of 27.9. It's actually been, that's that's very good. So him being out now, um, being the second unit point guard, it's going to help Donovan Mitchell secure more point guard minutes. Joe Ingles, like last year, we saw him secure a lot of point guard minutes when Ricky Rubio was out for an extended period of time, and some of the backups there. They still don't have Dante Exum. He's going to be out, so uh, they really do need a backup point guard here. Um, so it's probably going to be just pretty much Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles being staggered. Uh, Williams Gross is a, is a point guard on this roster who's seen a couple of minutes this season. Maybe he gets extended run. Ed Davis is going to be out for about a month with a fibula, a left fibula, I believe, fracture. Rudy Gobert played 38 minutes in his last game. That's no shock because Ed Davis was injured. You're probably going to get Gobert playing huge minutes. Tony Bradley will now be the backup center, but uh, Ed Davis playing only, you, I mean, you've been having Rudy Gobert playing like the mid-30s and minutes anyways this season, uh, but now you might see that actually stabilize really securely and, and get him closer a little bit to around a 36, 38-minute per game type of thing, at least for a few games while Ed Davis recovers. Uh, we'll see with Tony Bradley uh, is how he's using this offense, but yeah, Rudy Gobert with his price point decreasing uh, in his minutes and just becoming stable and increasing, it's a good spot to kind of target him. So, target offense sheet, we're still waiting on two game totals, the 5 o'clock game total between Indy and Chicago. Lots of moving pieces for Chicago right now in terms of injuries. And then Miami and Houston, we're still waiting on that because the entire Miami roster seems to be questionable or in question of who's starting, uh, mainly Jimmy Butler and Justice Winslow. So... Starting in Miami and Houston, again, we, we really have to wait on the news here. This is going to be one of the slower-paced games um, on the slate. Or actually, it's going to be one of the fastest-paced games on the slate is what I meant to say. Um, you're going to get, obviously, the really good pieces of Houston. And if you do not have Justice Winslow and or Jimmy Butler, it's going to be even better for guys like Russell Wilson, for guys like James Harden, excuse me as I take a sip of coffee, for guys like James Harden and Russell uh, Westbrook, Russell, I keep saying Russell Wilson, right? Uh, but Russell Westbrook, he's too cheap at 9,100. Like he's been consistently solid around 50 plus fantasy points. And now he's priced at a range where it's as if he can even, can't even get 45. Russell Westbrook is probably one of the under, most underpriced players in the slate, especially at the top end. So yes, I'm going to have interest in him. Of course, I'm going to continue to have interest even in a tough matchup. But it becomes a much easier matchup again if Justice Winslow and Jimmy Butler are out. And even if Deion Waiters is out, like you get rookies and Tyler Hero and Kendrick Dunn on the court for a lot of the time against guys like James Harden and Westbrook. That's a very, really big mismatch. 10-6 for James Harden is too cheap for a guy who continues to 
honestly shoot poorly he's coming off a game where he shot what two of 16 uh, from three so honestly he continues to shoot poorly but he still finishes with the most points in the league so far he still finishes with 50 plus fantasy points so i do prefer russell westbrook for a 1500 price savings um, but we do know that james harden at 10 six is also on their price or at least i know that houston also continues to have value 4500 daniel house jr his price tag has been rising but he's been producing so he's still Slightly underpriced. I think I prefer $4,800 P.J. Tucker there, though. Miami, um, Myers Leonard is a value piece. Kendrick Nunn would become a great value piece if Justice Winslow is out. Uh, and if the Young Leaders continues not to play, but if Justice Winslow is out, either way, Kendrick Nunn's a good value piece. Bam's price point at 7900 has come up now to a point where, on a big slate like this, look, he's priced at a spot where he has to get you 40 to feel good. And he can clearly get that. A little bit of a tougher matchup now with P.J. Tucker, but banging around with P.J. Tucker and Clint Capella. I think if you have Jimmy Butler out and Justice Winslow, it almost has to go through Bam. Um, so there would be more interest there. But his price tag has come up to a spot where it's not a priority anymore. It's sort of a secondary interest. New York and Sacramento. Um, this is just uh, one of the more boring games on the slate, a 215.5 total. There's really not too many high totals on the slate right now. We're going to see what these other, this other game looks like in Miami and Houston. Highest total as of right now to these four games that we have totals for in the main slate, uh, 219.5. Usually you're used to seeing a couple teams in the 220. So 215.5 is actually the second highest, even though it's super low, between New York and Sacramento. Uh, New York point guards, Sacramento has been just, I mean, leaking points to point guards so far this season. Uh, third most on this slate, but overall top five in the league. So if it's R.J. Barrett starting at the point, I'll have more interest. Either way, I have interest in R.J. Barrett. But if it's Frank Nielakina, I guess it's good value, but I probably still don't get there. We just know his point-per-minute production is like career in the in the .5 range. Um, New York's, um, it's just really tough to really judge anything on this team. Julius Randle's price point continues to come, come down, and he continues to see stable minutes. Him and R.J. Barrett are really the only stable minutes on this team. I would love to play a center against Sacramento here. Um, even though Rashawn Holmes has been playing well in the offensive end, it's still a solid matchup for... New York bigs, but I just don't know between Mitch Robinson and Bobby Porter. They're both playing well, and their minutes seem to be pretty stuck in where they're going to cut into each other too much that it's really hard to see one of them being a tournament winner unless one gets injured or in foul trouble or one just breaks free, and it's hard to project when that happens. So New York, for me, it's R.J. Barrett. Um, and then just looking at it quickly, it's Julius Randle with a price coming down. Sacramento, yeah, I'm going to go right back to Rashawn Holmes. His price tag continues to come down. It came down, and it's super cheap in a matchup where it's the second-best overall spot on the slate against the New York Bigs. Um, Bobby Portis Jr., not one to play defense, and he's been primarily leading centers in minutes right now. Mitchell Robinson is a traditional center which is fine. That's pretty much what Rashawn Holmes is. And he's a very good blocker, but he's still young in terms of just getting out and moving. Um, it's a really good matchup for Rashawn Holmes at his price point. I take that all day. My favorite play in Sacramento is definitely Rashawn Holmes. Bielita continues to be cheap to get mid-20s in minutes. You can go there if you would like. San Antonio versus LA. Look, a 110.25 team implied total for San Antonio is currently the highest on the slate. Um, LA's been really bad against point guards, really bad against a lot of different spots right now in terms of fantasy points allowed and really their overall defense has been solid they just play at such a faster pace that it's allowing them to give up more points per game which skews it a little bit like they're not a bad defensive team in some spots and they've actually been much improved this season uh, but when it comes to fantasy points per minute when you play at a faster or fantasy points per game when you play at a faster pace you're obviously going to give up more faster or more points than other teams so it's a favorable spot uh, you're going to have DeJounte Murray coming off of his rest day from two days ago I can't get there Pop said that he's on like a 22 to 24 minutes limit and yes his first two games he went off in that time and he can surely do that because he's very talented, but as you've seen in the past two games, he's still averaging like a fantasy point plus per minute. Um, but if you're going to tell me that he's still playing 22 to 24 minutes, it's not great. Now, one of these days, he's just going to break free for 30 minutes and he's going to drop 40 plus fantasy points that day without a doubt um, more times than not, especially in this sort of a matchup. We can't really project that though. And I don't want to be paying his top price tag of the season uh, for what is going to continue to be a cap around 22 to 24 minutes. What I do like from San Antonio, once again, 
is DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. Both their price points are cheap. LaMarcus Aldridge is now down to $7,000 in a match that, that really does benefit him. Yes, Anthony Davis will be out there at times, and that's not fantastic, but it's also not the worst thing in the world. And then you're going to have JaVale McGee backing him up. So it's a good spot for LaMarcus Aldridge in terms of just the pace in this game and his price point. Like he's down to $7,000 now. If you ever see LaMarcus Aldridge at 6K, it's just like a trigger to be playing him unless he's playing Utah and he's been dealing with an injury or something or he's five years from now, but Marcus Aldridge has not been producing, but even him not producing his $7,000 price tag, like the games that we are upset by him, he's scoring 33, 35 points. That's paying off a $7,000 price tag and more. So for a guy who's going to play a lot of center minutes today in a fast paced environment, I do like that. And DeMar DeRozan, if you want to get there, is fine. Lakers side of the ball, I mean, not a lot stands out here. Rajon Rondo is going to be out, like we said once again. We saw LeBron James go for one of the best games of his entire career in the regular season. The man just went absolutely nuts. What was it, like 37, 16, 12, and whatever else he did? I don't even know, but he was absolutely ridiculous. Scores 90-plus fantasy points, and that's the ceiling that this guy does have and rarely shows because he's just so consistently around a triple-double that when he breaks free for a monster one like that, it's obviously not what he is normally doing, right? So uh, you can get back to LeBron James. I just prefer Russell Westbrook for a cheaper price tag. And, and um, that's just where I'm going to go. I'm not going to look at the last game. Russell Westbrook and LeBron James are very similar fantasy players in their on their current teams where they're going to hover around like a triple-double almost every time they go out there, hover right around 50 fantasy points for the most part. Uh, LeBron's going to have days where he doesn't get anywhere near there because Anthony Davis can take over. Russell Westbrook, though, is going to still have those days more times than not, even if James Harden does take over. And we've seen it this year because Westbrook... There's nobody else to take any usage on this team away besides James Harden and himself, uh, whereas the Lakers do have some pieces, but Kyle Kuzma coming back, that will take usage away here and there. And and obviously that Russell Westbrook is more of a, a, a ball-dominant type of guard where he wants to score and create and things like that, where, where LeBron James is fine if a defender's coming his way to relieve um, that pressure and just pass the ball away and let somebody else make a play there. So... Uh, the Lakers, not a lot stands out. I prefer Anthony Davis to LeBron tonight, uh, but at his price point, again, I don't know if I get there. Other than that, tertiary pieces don't really stand out. Kuzma is, is probable to play again. He played 19 minutes in the first game. I imagine he's on some sort of soft minutes cap around 22 to 25 for now. Cleveland and Dallas. Um, so Cleveland and Dallas. Cleveland has some nice pieces today. You're going to have a really good matchup for Colin Sexton. He's just at like his top dollar price point, and I don't want that. But we talked about Matthew Dellavedova being out. Yeah, I want Jordan Clarkson. At $4,100, I want Jordan Clarkson, who's probably going to play off the bench a minimum of 25 minutes and probably on average somewhere around 28 minutes today with no Matthew Dellavedova. He's been playing very good. This has been the story since last year. When Matthew Dellavedova was out with a concussion last year, Jordan Clarkson saw like a bump of about five minutes to his minutes, and he was a value play every single time out there. There's a couple of games where he just went monster 40-point performances. Not going to say that happens tonight, um, but I do like it. The Bigs, $9,000 Kevin Love. He's been performing every single night. He continues to get rebounds. Somewhat of a tough matchup if he's going to have playing at the four with Kristoff on him. Porzingis is actually a very high-quality defender. People, I think, forget that because he's been out in the league for a few years now, but it's a good spot for Kevin Love. Just again, he's $9,000. Like, I, I get it. He's been performing fantastic this year, but he's grabbing every single possible board. That's not going to continue to happen when he every single rebounding opportunity is converting for him right now. For $100 more, I prefer Russell Westbrook. And then you have Tristan Thompson, who's center only, and his price point's at, I believe, what, 7100 somewhere in the, the 7K range. It's actually a fair price point for this matchup. I actually think that Tristan Thompson's okay to get to if you want to get to him. It's just a matter of it's tough to use him as a center only player. 
Dallas side, if you want to get to Luka, it's totally fine. That's really all I'm going to be getting to uh, from the Dallas side is Luka. The Clippers in Utah, brutal spot for everybody on the Clippers against Utah, even for Kawhi. Honestly, the Clippers are giving up the least fantasy points on the slate to the small forward position. Not a great spot at all for any of these guys. I really just don't have any interest in the Clippers today. If you wanted to get to Kawhi, I guess I can't argue that all that much in terms of you just saying that he's a good player and he's going to be low-owned. Well, that's the way that you get to him. He's low-owned. But again, I prefer Westbrook. I prefer Harden. I prefer... Luca paying up. Uh, Utah, yeah, I really like. Probably my favorite play. One of my favorite plays on the slate. Maybe my favorite center play is Rudy Gobert. Again, Ed Davis is out. It's going to give Rudy Gobert at least, you would imagine, a bump of two minutes at the low end. He's $7,500. He has the best matchup on the slate in terms of fantasy points per minute allowed. And the Clippers were just leaking points last year. Or not fantasy. Yeah, fantasy points per minute. And overall, they're giving up 61.81 fantasy points per game this season. That's the most in the slate by over 1.7 fantasy points. Uh, it's the most in the entire league right now. Well, top two right now with the Brooklyn Nets. So, good spot for him no ed davis he's gonna have to grab uh, more minutes overall i think that donovan mitchell will cont- will get more point guard responsibilities which will help him as well uh, and i think that joe ingles will get more point guard responsibilities which can help him as sort of a tertiary option in this offense so that's kind of just breaking it down by game you can look at the early interest quickly if you would like i don't have to go through a ton of them because i kind of touched on a lot but i'll just read them off for the people on the podcast um but james harden uh is an early interest of mine as as i was just saying even in a tough matchup the matchup gets a lot better though if justice winslow and or jimmy butler are out probably winslow being the main one luka Dantich at 9200 so uh, there's a big question here of luka versus russell westbrook I mean, we saw Luca's ceiling of 75 points. We know both these guys are pretty much triple-double machines at this point. Even Luca, as a rookie last year, became a triple-double machine pretty early. Um, it's an interesting spot because Luca has as good of a matchup as he gets against the the backcourt or, or of a um a con sexton and a darius garland and even a jordan clarkson off the bench like that's a very good matchup for luca again dealing with his head injury we'll see what the end result is um what russell westbrook potentially can have a difficult matchup in miami as an overall strong defense but a lot of those defensive players are now pretty banged up um i think i right now prefer russell westbrook but i'm going to have probably equal shares of both of these guys in tournaments depending on how many lineups i play rudy gobert at 7500 i do like a lot demar derozan at 7400 Throws price points at a weird spot, but I think you can get there. I do prefer Rudy Gobert for $100 more, and then I do prefer these next two players over DeRozan. Julius Randle at $7,300 is priced at what maybe his floor is, a guy who's averaging close to 35 minutes a game right now and a 25.6% usage rate. You have LaMarcus Aldridge at seven k flat. I like that price point. Throwing him into a power forward spot seems to make a lot of sense. RJ Barrett at 6500 against Sacramento in a pace-up game for a guy averaging 36.5 minutes per game and the second highest usage rate, pretty much a virtual tie with Randle on this team at 25 Kendrick Nunn is in yellow. Um, just check the starting lineup news for Miami, right? Even if, if Justice Winslow's out, Nunn becomes a good play, better play if Jimmy Butler's out. Um, if they're both in and Deion Waiters is in and starting, well, then, yeah, Kendrick Nunn's not a great play. But if Kendrick Nunn is starting at point guard at 5,700 against Houston, tough matchup, but really individual matchup, but really good overall usage spot for a guy with a 25.9% usage rate and seeing almost 32 minutes per game. Rashawn Holmes at 5,100 is just too cheap against New York. Like, he's probably going to play a lot of Bobby Portis in this game. And we know Bobby Portis can't play defense. And Mitchell Robinson is one of my favorite players, top three, four player in the NBA to watch. But he's just not getting unleashed right now, similar to last year when DeAndre Jordan was there. And there's probably reasons to that. Maybe some of it's a little bit more injury concerned, if anything. Um, but Rashawn Holmes is in a good spot. We saw Marcus Morris finally have a monster game, 50 points. He continues to see solid minutes. He's 4,900. If you want to get there, it's fine. I, I, I'd i rather much pay $200 more for Rashawn Holmes. But if you're kind of out of that range and looking for a small forward, he makes sense. The next guy in this list makes sense at $4,800 PJ Tucker against Miami. Continues to see huge minutes, 35.6. Not a usage guy, 11.4% usage rate. Uh, really not a lot there at all, but he's averaging over 30 fantasy points per game right now. 
I think I still prefer um, P.J. Tucker. And Marcus Morris and P.J. Tucker is pretty much a toss-up right now for me. Uh, Seti Osman, Chetty Osman at $4,500 against Dallas. This is a guy, again, who doesn't get usage. Very similar to P.J. Tucker with no usage in big minutes. And a guy who just really relies on his shooting. You can get there if you want. Same price, Daniel House Jr. Playing very similar minutes, similar usage rate. Like the difference between Seti Osman and Daniel House. It's not that much other than that Daniel House plays on a team with Russell Westbrook and James Harden, so the usage to get up higher is really hard to get to. But even then, P.J. Tucker is not playing on a, uh, is not grabbing the usage on his team. Um, or Seti Osman is not play, grabbing the usage on his team. Well, neither is Tucker for that matter. But uh, these guys in the Tucker, Osman, and House range, they all kind of gel together for me. Right now, I don't really have a strong stance on any of them. It would probably be Tucker, if anything. I'd rather get all the way down, though. It's a different position, but Jordan Clarkson at 4,100 looks really good for me. I mean, he has a 26.1% usage rate when he's on the court. He's averaging 22.8 minutes per game, but like I said, he's played 25-plus in the last three games. He played the most minutes he's played and had his best game of the year in the last game with Matthew Dellavedova not playing much, and now Dellavedova is out. You can imagine 25-plus, close to 30 minutes for Clarkson here more times than not. Bealitz at 4K just remains a solid play. Again, I think I prefer Clarkson for the upside, but he should continue to start at power forward for a guy who sees over 25 minutes per game this season. And then Myers Leonard, $3,700, just really an extreme value. A really tough matchup, though, because he's going to go directly up against P.J. Tucker, who's one of the better defenders in the league. Um, I mean, P.J. Tucker's like one of the best power forward defenders in the entire league. Uh, so it's really tough for Myers Leonard at 3700 Almost didn't want to put him on here, but for a 3K value, it's at least worth noting. So the big news, like we said, watch the Miami injury news. I'll put it back on the injury dashboard for those of you watching on the YouTuber. Um, and I appreciate you guys tuning in. So be sure to check out Fantasy Draft. It's linked up down below. You clicking that link, um, it's just a tracking link. It lets them know that you came from my YouTube channel, which in theory does help me, of course. Uh, but I don't get any profit off of you if you're somebody who doesn't want that to be happening. So don't worry about it. Linked up down below is my Patreon for exclusive content. My projections usually come out around 1 or 2 p.m., probably 2 p.m. today, closer to that end just because of NFL being out. Uh, so I do appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, thank you so much. Hit the subscribe button before you leave. If you're listening on the audio version, just take two seconds. I really appreciate it. Just hit the five-star rate and review, especially if you're on iTunes. That helps the most with just rankings and um, just jumping and being shown to people and recommended when you're listening to other fantasy content. So thank you so much. You can catch me on the Pat Mayo Experience on Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time Live or archived on Pat Mayo's podcast after that, you can catch me on the Osmo YouTube channel on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at 11 a.m. covering NFL, and, mon- and Wednesday mornings at 9.30 a.m. with Josh Engelman covering NBA. So thank you for tuning in. Check out all my social medias linked up down below. My name's Sal. You already know that. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe. Helps me out. Helps support it. So thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one.